All right, listeners, uh, welcome back to the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Uh, Wayne Pois with Patrick Miller here. Um, please, you know, continue to follow us on social media. Um, you know, on Instagram, Twitter. You know, Elon Musk just uh, bought them out, so could be even more interesting now. But uh, outside of that, we'll we'll also be on be on Spotify. Um, we're actually going to start uploading videos there as well as our audio. Um, we're on Anchor. We're on Apple. Um, you know, we're everywhere. So find us on uh, Instagram. Uh, Linktree is our is our link. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate the sport so far. Um, our last episode, we touched on the NFL draft in the past. We went over what we thought are the, you know, the best and worst trades of all time. Um, that video is available right now. So take a look. Um, that was part one of this uh, three-part series. But, you know, the current and second part of this series, we're going to talk about this year's NFL draft. Um, in 2022, you know, looking at the first round, there's, there's, you know, a couple of teams here with, with multiple picks, uh, lots of different needs for each one of these teams and kind of a, kind of a, like a peculiar year for, for this year's draft and just kind of the talent available and, you know, what we traditionally see in most uh, drafts. But I guess with that, um, we're just going to open it up to a broad conversation about, you know, the first round and the teams involved, but, uh, you know, Wayne, do you have any hot takes on this first round? Is there anything that you're excited about or just want to see in general? Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's so many things that this, I think we we're talking about before. Like this was such an interesting draft. Uh, just like the amount of talent. It's a very talented and deep draft, uh, except the quarterback position. It sounds like, <laughs> you know, there's no like Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning or anything like that. Right. But, you know, there, there's a lot of great defensive ends, great de- defensive linemen, some wideouts as well. Pretty deep draft in the wideout position, cornerback, um, just all around. There's like a lot of talent just everywhere, um, but except like a game changing, franchise changing quarterback. So, um, but yeah, there's just a lot of talent overall, I would say. And, you know, just looking forward to like seeing all, all the, the, the different teams and kind of what they're looking for and how they've positioned themselves in the offseason, I think, leading into the draft. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I think one of my things was like uh, the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs, that they're going to be interesting with those two uh, first rounders, you know, in the 29 and 30th pick. Um, cause I think, you know, I was doing some mock drafts and seeing the, the uh, other mock drafts, what was happening. Uh, it really sounds like they're going to get some playmakers to fill in holes for them. Right. Um, you know, wide out, I, I definitely think is one, you know, they got JJ Schmitz-Schuster uh, to f- kind of fill in a little bit of Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, Harmon's probably going to get more uh, targets there, but they certainly could use more weapons. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, it'd be awesome. Uh, you know, if I'm a Kansas city Chiefs fan, like have a lave drop there. Uh, but even it's like if they want to have kind of a project, if you will, and just work with the potential of somebody, someone like what Patrick Mahomes was at quarterback. Uh, I mean, Christian Watson, could you imagine uh, Andy Reid trying to figure out like how, how can I use this guy and how can I teach him and coach him to be like the best possible version of himself? Like literally probably the most upside type of wide receiver in the draft. Um, I think, yeah, they, they could certainly nail, nail it out of the, the ballpark there. Um, and then, yeah, there's, there's a lot of safeties uh, uh, there at the later half of the first round as well. Um, you know, uh, the, the safety uh, was a out of uh, a Bisker out of uh, Penn state and then uh, seen out of Georgia. So, you know, to you know, filling that safety hole 
um, that, uh, uh, the honey badger is going to be emptying out. So, you know, I, I like the, the, the way that the draft will be unfolding, I think for the chiefs there. And I think they're, it's going to be scary. I think they're going to be a scary team next year. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think that's a team that has to nail, you know, their, their two end of round picks in the first round. Um, when you get rid of Tyreek Hill, who's just a dynamic, you know, playmaker, game changer, uh, he's, he's a hard person to just replace this one for one. I think that, you know, the package of those two picks, hopefully, you know, shore up something on the defensive end. Um, I've been hearing uh, Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson as a, you know, nice lockdown corner would be nice for a team like the Chiefs, who you know, seemed to struggle in their secondary last year, seemed like, you know, pretty susceptible, some pretty big drives. I mean, the Bills you know, kind of exposed him in the, in the playoffs. But, um, you know, outside of that, I mean, there are a lot of guys that I've seen kind of on their radar for that pick. Um, you know, one of the two, it feels like wide receivers, a definite, um, you know, option there. I heard, you know, Jahan Dotson might fall, uh, in that slot. I mean, a guy like Sky Moore could also, um, you know, be an attractive pick. He seems to kind of model the same size and attributes of a Tyreek Hill. So maybe they're just trying to you know, find that new gadget um, player that can, you know, do a lot of different things with the ball, um, you know, outside of their, you know, size and stature and stuff. But, um, you know, it's definitely a, definitely a team to monitor. I feel like, you know, the Chiefs and Packers are in a similar situation, just, mm-hmm. you know, losing their top wideouts, but also having multiple picks at the end of the, you know, first round or what have you. And kind of in that desperation situation where it's like, you know, it's a crushing blow to the fan base when you're just, really that good, you know, the prior year. And it's like, you want to keep that momentum building. So you, you know, you need to kind of nail, you know, those first two picks. Yeah, I know for sure. And yeah, you were mentioning the Packers and all, um, yeah, losing, uh, Devontae Adams. It's like, okay, well, how, how do we keep Aaron Rodgers a little bit happy here? Um, but yeah, there certainly is, you know, a lot of talent, uh, over there at the, the, the back half. Um, and you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, some rumors, I guess, for at least the chiefs not to go back to them, but yeah, the chiefs could possibly move up too. uh, they certainly have some draft capital to, to maybe do that. So, you know, uh, maybe they do, you know, go after, uh, J- Jameson Williams or something like that. Right. Uh, I know he's kind of coming off an injury, so maybe he comes within arm's reach and, you know, they throw in like a third rounder or something like that in there and see if they can move up. So yeah, a lot of, awesome possibilities there um but then yeah the with the packers uh i certainly see them if they don't take a wide out <laughs> what do you think will happen oh my like it'll be interesting what what would unfold there if they don't take a, a wide out but um you know there would have to be a stud out there uh that's just like oh yeah that makes sense for them to take it but yeah you know there's there's gonna there's gonna be probably a lot of uh i mean trail on burks i think is what i'm hearing a lot of rumors on you know so some of that's just like a uh is is a lot of people think he's gonna make a pro bowl like out of his first year and all that so i mean probably could do that with aaron Rodgers. so um but yeah see uh we'll see what happens there and all so but yeah what uh what is your take you have any uh hot takes Hot takes overall, I'm really interested to see um, what the Jets are going to do with these, you know, two top 10 picks. They got one at four, one at 10, um, you know, a team that is in the process of rebuilding with, you know, um, you know, second year quarterback, Zach Wilson, um, you know, Robert Sala really has to start steering the ship in the right direction, just proving that, you know, they can, they can start developing a culture, you know, build some wins year over year. 
um, you know, definite holes across, you know, the roster on both sides. So it's kind of like really whoever the best player available is, I think they'll just pounce on it. Um, I think they'll want to keep that for the number four slot pick. I just think there's a lot of different options there for them. And, you know, once you start falling a little bit, you know, toward the the middle to, you know, the, the, the back end of the top 10, it's kind of, um, there seems to be a lot of, um, you know, duplicative type players, if that makes sense. Like a lot of edge rushers, tackles, things like that, guys who are kind of interchangeable in where they could go in order. But I, I see them wanting to make that number four pick. And then I'm buying all the hype, all the rumors of them packaging up um, a series of their picks. It looks like they have, you know, they have multiple firsts, they have seconds, they have, um, I believe, a couple fourths too, and, and maybe a couple fifths. You know, I, I see them packaging, you know, maybe three of those picks uh, to the San Francisco 49ers for Debo Samuel. I, I just see it as it, it's time for them to start, you know, spending money. It's time for them to start kind of going after it with, you know, their franchise quarterback in place. And, you know, it seems like they've gotten some pretty good offensive, you know, line picks in the last, you know, couple drafts. It's just, you know, what else are you missing? You're missing like a key playmaker who can kind of be, you know, a clubhouse leader too uh, for that franchise. So, um, you know, Debo makes a lot of sense right there. And, and then on the flip side of that for the 49ers outside of their, you know, maybe later on picks, you know, they could go right after Drake London um, at number 10 there, um, you know, assuming Garrett Wilson doesn't go before then, or, you know, whatever their liking is, it's like, they can instantly, you know, find that number one of theirs on their own that they can control a little bit longer, plus some capital. So um, what do you, what do you think of the, you know, maybe the number four pick and the 10 pick for the jets? And did you have any thoughts on who might go there or how they might strategize with those picks? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, well, let's, let's talk about Debo. Yeah. Like I, I think, <laughs> I, I think it had his brother, one of his friends or something uh, uh, like posted like, Oh, Oh, uh, Debo wants 25 million or something like that. And Debo like liked it on, on Instagram and all that. Cause you know, that's real life. Right. Um, but no, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting that that all unfolded. And I think I've heard a lot of talks about like, you know, there's only so many teams that have, uh, you know, the, the need and then also the, the, um, uh, the salary cap room and space, uh, and then, you know, and then the draft capital to, to kind of all, kind of make this all work. Right. And the jets really kind of fall into it and it could definitely be a jets move. And then you also kind of look at what the Niners are all about. It's like, yeah, you know, oh, it sucks that we lost Debo or whatever, but I think there's this whole thing about Kyle Shanahan just like he's a cocky SOB. Like he just he's like, I can throw in whoever and make it work. Doesn't matter. So, you know, if uh Debo wants to go make twenty five million or whatever, um, when am we go make twenty five million anywhere and you know, we'll go get somebody else. Um, I think we've been I've been hearing a lot like Traylon Burks probably has, kind of fits that body type. He's like six two, two twenty, like little stocky or whatever. So you know, maybe they do get someone like him to help replace him. And, you know, every, again, everybody apparently can fit into Kyle Shannon's system. So, you know, if he really believes that, then, uh, then let that be. So, and let him make 25 million somewhere else. And yeah, you know, we keep on seeing wide receiver salaries keep going up. So, um, you know, a lot of other teams have been training their top wide receivers. So it seems like the new trend, uh, you know, I think we talked about the last episode, how wide receivers are now uh, tops uh, offensive tackle now, the left tackle as uh, as the second most um, uh, salary cap eating position. So it makes sense, I think, for, uh, you know, Debo to leave there. Um, 
So yeah, maybe maybe he does come to the Jets. Uh, but you know, if the Jets stick with the picks there, uh, like I mentioned, there's a lot of talent uh, in this draft. You know, uh, I'd love to see. I think all the picks, all the mock drafts I've been seeing is uh, Ahmed Garner's uh, sauce. Uh, I mean, if he can play as as well as you know as advertised, uh, you're looking at another like yeah, Darrell Revis type, just you know somebody that you can put on his own island and covers half the field. So. Um, would love to see that, I think, in New York. And then, so, you know, that'll help out their defensive side and, yeah, maybe get a tackle or, you know, somebody to help them uh, out on the, uh, Zach Wilson on the offensive side. So, yeah, I see a lot of uh, good things possibly for the New York Jets, but they always seem to uh, be the New York Jets. So, <laughs> I was going to say, like, the Jets are going to jet. And in a situation Jets, like, yeah. you know, with Tyreek Hill, like, just falling right out of their fingertips too, like, going to the Dolphins in their division, it's like, I, I just kind of see it as like they're going to make some sort of bold move here. I feel like, um, yeah. so I'm kind of holding my breath about you know them actually staying in their slots and then you know making their picks. But I do agree with you. I think at number four they do take uh, Ahmad Gardner. I just think you know, based on his reputation, um, you know, just the scarcity of like elite cornerbacks in the NFL and just how mm. you know um, valuable they are to to any team really, even if you got a good one. Um, yeah. I just think it's like a very safe but high upside type pick that oh, they can totally. yeah. yeah zero zero touchdowns given apparently in his entire college career like that's unheard of <laughs> that's yeah can't beat that <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah well worst picks um, that they can make so yeah <laughs> yeah um any other you know teams you think that just need to need to nail it here um in the first round or a team that's maybe not on the radar that you know, wants to find its way in there. Yeah. I mean, Houston Texans, they have a lot of holes. Uh, and, you know, with Lovey Smith as the, as the court, as not the quarterback, the head coach now, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, but, you know, I, I know they have what the f- uh, third pick here and then the 13th pick. Uh, I think for the third pick, I have them, you know, if, with Lovey as their, as their, uh, as their head coach, very defensive minded. Um, I definitely think that they'll probably get a good edge rusher, one of the top edge rushers up there. I, d- I don't think they'll go the, the tackle route. Uh, I think Tunsil is still there, at least for another year or two. So, you know, keep him. Uh, you can always draft another tackle later on, but I think they're going to go with uh, Thibodeau, actually. Uh, I think he'll slide down there. Um, you know, so I, I, I think he kind of fits that. Uh, the style of, you know, what we saw with the Bears, right? You, you want a fast, athletic um, defense alignment uh, to help on the pass rush, do the cover two. Um, so, yeah, they attack. And I, I think I, when I look at Thibodeau's, uh, his his game tape, he's just as, you know, as explosive as anybody uh, from those from the top defensive ends. So um, I see him, I see the Texans probably taking him and then, yeah, you know, maybe a wide receiver or, uh, or, or, you know, or maybe they do spruce up the offensive line at the 13 spot. So, but, you know, again, they have a lot of holes. So I, I definitely see them. They have to just get the best available talent out there. But yeah, why not take in a high impactful player like a Thibodeau or, or one of the uh, top defensive ends there? So, yeah, that, I think that's who I see as they really need, they really need to nail this draft and, you know, you can't you can't just win with Davis Mills at quarterback. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels like one of those years where you know if you're in their position, you know you're not going to win really any games. Uh, you know, this following year, um, 
You got Davis Mills who showed, you know, some sort of life. It's not like um, he completely wet the bed. You know, it's something where maybe he has a little bit of potential, maybe just needs, you know, a little bit more team around him. But in this scenario, when you're kind of like, we just need everything, you can just go down the board and just take, you know, two of the best players on the board at that slot and not have to like overthink it or, you know, um, you know, try for, for one position or have to like, you know, you know, maybe overstep your, your bounds on, on a certain player in a certain slot. So I guess with that, I mean, when I'm looking just over the players and kind of, you know, their value overall and kind of what the Texans needs are, cause they're so vast. I, I went with Derek Stingley at number three. I think mm-hmm. that, just getting a lockdown corner in general, I feel like is so important. And it kind of felt like there were a lot of DNs, uh, you know, D tackles in this draft that are up in the you know top two rounds where maybe the Texans can get another bite at the apple later. And uh, yeah. I kind of went with at least at 13 uh, with like a Charles cross type where he can play multiple positions on the offensive line. It's, you know, something where they can kind of slot him in where they see best fit. Um, you know, now as O tackle as important as maybe an edge rusher, maybe not, but I actually think I see Thibodeau going a little bit higher and, um, you know, kind of looking down the line, doesn't seem like there's another viable D end uh, going maybe past, you know, in the 13 range where I think a lot of the great D ends are going to get gobbled up early. And then it's going to be kind of like a, a guess who over at the, at the position for the rest of the first round, at least. Got it. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's a, that's a, I, I love Stingley and all that. I, I think what I, what I recall again from the bears, right. Is that from their drafting is I don't think they valued cornerback as much. I think they, they had, um, uh, was it Jennings and they also had uh, Tillman more so there. Uh, but you know, they were like later rounders or I think Jennings, we got him from uh, the Colts if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, no, I, I agree. I, it would be nice to see, uh, you know, I mean, cornerbacks are definitely, if you get a shutdown corner in any draft or whatever, like that's gold. Like that's, that's somebody that can cover half the field essentially. Right. So, um, but yeah, if there's a defensive end though, I think for the Texans or pass rush, I think that's, I think that's just how uh, Lovey Smith's defense is built. It's just pass rush first. And then we can figure out, you know, uh, who's going to tackle who uh, or who's going to cover who on, in the, you know, if they're going to go with the cover two more so, uh, you know, in this modern day NFL. So, but yeah. yeah. Plus you're, you're making up for JJ Watt too. Say you go, yeah. you go Johnson, you go, um, you know, if Hutchinson or Walker were to somehow fall, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's not a bad pick overall. It's just, uh, yeah. Number three is just so wide open. Uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they, maybe they'll, I don't know. Do you think they'll trade it all? Do you think they'll package any of these picks for more picks or something like that? Or, I mean, they could, I, if it is, if they do, I mean, they have a pretty good amount of picks. I, I don't know if the top of the head, I think I remember just seeing a bunch of them, but yeah, if, if they are going to trade, I, I would think that they would trade down and just load up more. So um, again, it's a pretty deep draft and, you know, I, I it seems like they're pretty happy or he's content for now with Davis Mills. Uh, they haven't really made any, any type of, you know, major uh, uh, trades or anything like that. And it's really rare that you, you know, draft a, a quarterback, I think it was a second or third rounder. Uh, and you know he shows up pretty well and all that um and then and then you know they what draft somebody in the first round or something unless they have like the first overall pick um but yeah that just doesn't always happen it doesn't seem to happen so I think they're really trying to just build out around Davis Mills a little bit um and then you know hey maybe he does pan out takes the next step in his career um or uh yeah they re- rebuild 
uh, draft somebody else uh, in, in the next couple of drafts where, you know, there's a little bit more uh, draft uh, a quarterback talent. So, but yeah, I, I just think if they are going to do anything in the draft in terms of trading, they're, they're probably going to trade down more so. But, you know, third, third and 13, I think those are pretty uh, good positions to be in for, you know, some game changers, I think, uh, uh, and to help fill some of their needs. So definitely. Yeah. Um, I think on the same topic, just at least for me, a team that needs to nail it, it's, it's gotta be the Panthers at number six. I, you know, given the fact that they don't have a lot of draft capital in second round or after, it seems like it's, it's one of those picks where they're, they're really standing out of that number and just, you know, we, we could see a trade, but I think the thing that I'm actually seeing is, I think Malik Willis is going to go number six um, uh-huh. there. I say that because, you know, Matt Rule really gambled hard on Darnold last year. He didn't do anything this offseason. They have, like, kind of been waffling on the Baker Mayfield decision. You know, this guy came in ready to take on a quarterback that he could groom, that he could make, you know, the next franchise cornerstone for the Panthers. And everything's kind of blown up in his face so far. He's been aggressive with his defense, you know, building in the draft. I mean, I feel like now it's like, how many more years do you have left as a coach? I mean, this, this might also be on their GM as well, but it's like mm-hmm. at some point, if, if things don't turn around and I don't know how much more rope they have, but if I'm in that position, this is really reminding me of like the 2017 bears, mm-hmm. you know, just even last year's bears having to like, you know, trade up, get Justin Fields and really prove to the fan base and prove to, you know, ownership that, Hey, we're, we're going to make the right pick, but we're also, you know, we're all chips in at this point. So I just see it as like a sense of urgency. I don't necessarily think that Malik Willis maybe should go number six overall. I mean, I just feel like the fit is there and it's just one of those situations overall where, you know, NFC South got a little bit weaker, you know, going into this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's almost like now or never for me. So I think that, you know, you can't go, <laughs> they need an offensive lineman, but are you going to spend that six number six overall pick on a lineman yeah. when you have no quarterback? You, uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So um, I see, I see Willis or a trade, but, but what do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely going to lean on trade for that. Um, I mean, when I see Malik Willis, uh, I, I see him only succeeding if he fits into a team, you know, maybe, maybe like one of the later round type of um, teams that have, you know, uh, uh, you know, some decent talent all around them, but uh, not necessarily like elevating a franchise, if you will. Um, so, you know, at, at least that's what I think. So if he like were to be, say drafted by, you know, the Steelers or some, you know, team that was like on the verge of the playoffs or like made the playoffs, uh, but maybe they have an aging quarterback or the quarterback uh, is, you know, um, kind of an afterthought now. Uh, or yeah, they're just like one quarterback away from, from taking it to the next level. Um, yeah. I see him doing better on that in that route. Uh, but yeah, to your point with the whole Panthers, like, you know, they, they have some holes definitely for sure. You know, they have some talent, you know, defensively they're, they're pretty decent there, you know, with, uh, you know, they got Gilmore and all that, he, who knows how many years he has left for, you know, his, his ceiling right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think with Carolina, they have to trade back against a deep draft, you know, if they can get a quarterback, maybe like a Carson strong, like second or third rounds, I see that working out a lot better for Carolina, you know, more so, uh, if they're able to fill out some of their other holes there. So that's what I would do. Who knows? Like you were mentioning, uh, 
Yeah, maybe the yeah maybe rules like oh hey we really need to draft a quarterback because I don't want to get fired or whatever you know give me some time and you know we can try to fill out the the other holes in in other ways right so you know but yeah if I were the Carolina Panthers and I were actually to think of what is the best solution for us it would just be you know uh, trade back uh, there's some teams with so much draft capital you know maybe there maybe one of those teams just want to make a splash you know grab grab one of the, the big talents out there and you can certainly get something at six for that. Uh, again, yeah, that's a, that's a great position. I, uh, for, you know, maybe the defensive ends are not there. Maybe there's a nice tackle that they want to get to help out with their, their offensive line. So, um, yeah, I can definitely see them training back, uh, with, you know, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Ravens want to make a splash. Um, they have a lot of draft capital there. Um, or yeah, there's, you know, another team as well. So, but yeah, that's what I think, you know, hopefully the, the Panthers make the right decision and for, for themselves and for the fans to get, you know, take, take a step back, take it slow. You know, Sam Darnold, he's bad, but he's, is he that bad? You know, we'll see. So I mean, <laughs> I mean they, they gave up a lot of picks to bring him in and he yeah. I mean, really disappointed again. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not to belabor the point. Um, and, you know, like you were saying, I think the Packers, the chiefs, you know, with a couple of those picks, you know, yeah that could be a good opportunity for both of them. If they need a big, big time wide receiver or something like that. I I see that. Um, I'd have to know how the general manager, his, you know, what his current role, you know, how fixed in that role has he been, you know, does Dave Tepper, you know, trust in him is if there was another bad season, would it be just a head coach firing or is this like a clear the deck kind of situation? Cause if I'm that rule, I'm standing on my you know table (laughs) and I'm saying, give me a quarterback because you know, I'm going to lose this year or whatever. And I don't, you know, the future is the future, but I'm not going to be a part of it. So, yeah. um, but, but I agree with you. I think that if you're, you know, you're, if you're looking at st- at six, if you're staying at six, you know, you know, is it a, is it a top end tackle maybe, and then, you know, work towards next year's quarterbacks or mm-hmm. like you're saying when he's like game, you know, just game breaking defensive ends to just wreak havoc on the other side of the ball in that division. Like it's possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting what happens. I think that's, that's Carolina is probably the most interesting in terms of, you know, um, uh, like they, it, it just makes sense for them to trade back. Uh, but if they do draft Malik Willis and it's like, Hey, we're going all YOLO. We're just going to like completely put everything on him. Uh, that'll be interesting, but I just don't see that anywhere. I, I think that uh, Malik Willis has to have a good team around him in order for him to succeed. Uh, or a good system and all that. And I just don't see that Carolina right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, if I'm a Carolina Panther fan, I'm like, trade back, trade back. (laughs) Sounds good. I guess staying on the quarterback topic, um, where do you see Kenny Pickett going? And do you see any other quarterbacks falling into the first round? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I thought... You know, there's that whole thing with the the Steelers, right? It's like it makes sense for uh, Kenny Pickett to go to uh, the Steelers. Uh, you know, they can't they can't let uh, another Pittsburgh quarterback, you know, with that high grade, like you know, Dan Marino, like like pass you know, pass him by and all that. So, um, you know, I know they have I know they have Trubisky, and you know, it was very unfortunate what happened with Haskins and all. Um, so maybe they do uh, say like, hey, you know, we. We, we have some needs here and there, but we, we like to pick it. We like the hometown hero, um, have him learn from Trubisky a little bit, you know, uh, get it, get a little bit of experience, uh, you know, and, but at the same time, like, I think 
if I'm Pittsburgh, um, uh, you know, before the draft, they made a lot of moves that were like, we don't need a quarterback. We, we, you know, when they, when they had Haskins, like I mentioned before, and Trubisky, I think they signed Trubisky to a two-year contract. So, you know, they're very much like, I, I, you know, let's see how these guys go. Uh, you know, I, I think they think that there's more talent. There was more talent in free agency than going through the draft. So um, uh, that's where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I would maybe think that they aren't going that direction. Um, but I would love to see, yeah, you know, pick it, maybe, yeah, go to Pittsburgh and kind of have that hometown hero type of thing going on there. Um, but yeah, might not be the best move, but you know, who cares? I'm just uh, picking these things here. So, um, but I think the lions, uh, at the 32nd pick, I think they would take a, a quarterback, um, who was, we'll, we'll see who's left there. What maybe Kenny Pickett is there. Um, uh, or, uh, Matt Coral out of, uh, um, was it, uh, Mississippi? I, I, I think, yeah, he, he could possibly be there as well. So, you know, uh, I think in the 32nd pick, you get that fifth year option. So it's a lot more, uh, it makes a lot more sense for a team like, uh, the lions who need that quarterback to, to take, to take one then. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that would probably be it. But I think like we mentioned, you know, this is such a talented draft apart from quarterback that, you have to be really desperate. It has to make absolute sense for it to work and all that. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, do you have any takes on who you think might also go in the first round? Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna be right with you with the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Uh, I say that because this year has been really weird for quarterbacks, and I'm, it's, it's even hard for me to bring, you know, put the Malik Willis to Panthers move together because it's like usually – if a team's excited about a quarterback, like they'll kind of make it known or they'll have already traded up to like assert their position to get him, you know? And it's like this year, it's like a lot of uh, head scratching and like, you know, the, the scouting reports sound good, but then there's just not that like general vibe that, you know, this guy is a, a surefire first round pick. But I think in the Steelers situation, you know, you lose Haskins, which was unfortunate you bring in Trubisky for a two-year deal, which sounds kind of like a prove-it situation. Mm-hmm. But then in the same sense, not only do you need the depth, but it's like you're also a pretty competitive team. I mean, they went to the playoffs last year. I really like their defense. We've, you know, we've talked about their playmakers um, in the backfield at the wideout position. It's like they've got a lot of really great stuff in place. So you just want to make sure that, you know, you've got that quarterback position protected and you know, something to kind of look forward to, something to build toward. And I think that at number 20, I don't even think they have to make a move. I think that because there isn't a lot of aggressiveness that I see from really any teams trying to make a push for a first-round quarterback, it's like, I think that one's just going to fall into place at 20. Um, and I think that's a good move for them. Um, and then I also agree with you at 32, that's the only other slot that I really projected out as having like a quarterback fall to that position because mm-hmm. you, know, you look back at number two and I think there was a lot of speculation a couple of weeks ago about Malik Willis, you know, jumping into that slot. Um, but that seems to have subsided. So it's like, I'm still under that impression. that it's like, they weren't head over heels in love with this guy. And maybe there's just enough other quarterbacks they know they like at 32, where it's going to be a nice fit, you know, not to mention if you can get, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or, Trevon Walker to start your draft, then it's like that quarterback's just like a cherry on top for the, you know, the first round. So I threw out Sam Howell as a guy that, you know, could also be a pushing for that you know, number. I watched a handful of ACC football games, uh, you know, out here in Virginia. Um, but, but Sam Howell is putting up numbers and, 
you know, kind of looks like he's, he's game ready. So, you know, a team like the lions, they, they need the talent. I mean, reclamation projects are nice and all, but it's like I, a team like the lions is just not a good place to fall. If you're not, you know, kind of game ready, or at least, you know, somebody that's at least been proven to, to a certain extent in college. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And yeah, I, I had been seeing uh, Malik Willis like at second and all that, but I'm like, 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 I don't know anybody that's in love with Malik Willis. I've never ha- heard anybody like, this is a can't miss prospect. You know, he's going to change your franchise or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I've seen some tape on him. Like, yeah, he looks good and all that. Uh, but I think he had like 12 interceptions at Liberty and all that this past season. I'm like, how did that happen? Can you explain <laughs> this? You know, uh, yeah, it didn't like, you know, change the world and all that. So it's like, yeah, really good, talented um you know saw the uh the combine and everything like yeah like was tearing it I, it felt like so but again like this is such a talented draft like why would you do that you know we we did that whole draft bust episode last episode right and like we were talking about like oh yeah these teams traded up for this player this player and they missed out on so much of this other talent uh that just like you know made sense leading up to it and it's like that could certainly be the case uh, would I like that to happen? Cause it's the lions. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, it just doesn't make sense, uh, from, from that standpoint to like take, uh, Willis say, you know, over, uh, Evan Neal or, or any, or any of the major pass rushers, right? Like there's so much talent out there. So why do that? Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think with that and yeah, how will, uh, how I, I have seen some tapes on him. Uh, I think, yeah, it has kind of a Baker Mayfield uh, type of feel to him, but at the same time, uh, you know, he might actually have a better arm. So, yeah, uh, he could definitely be something I, I see. He doesn't have to change too much on the, on the blue color a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can definitely see him too. Um, they, yeah, and I, I don't think Coral actually had a combine. I think Howell did. So, you know, maybe they're like, oh, Howell, uh, we actually liked what we saw and on tape and everything in the combine. So, uh, let's take him at 32nd, but yeah, I can certainly see that too. So yeah. Sounds good. Um, any other untold stories or just things you'd like to see in this draft? I mean, if it's first round or after just, you know, things that were on your radar, you know, coming up for Thursday. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting what happens with the bears. Um, you know, I think for me, it's like, uh, I've been going back and forth in terms of like, how, how, who they want and how to strategize and all that. Like, I think, you know, you got to take a wide receiver in my opinion, first, uh, they, they just been, have been positioning. It sounds like, or seems like with everything in the off season, like, yeah, we're going to take a, a wide receiver first pick, uh, you know, or the second round. Right. Um, you know, they haven't really like made any splashes or overpaid. I think that's been Paul's thing. Like I'm not going to overpay for any of these players. Um, and, you know, there's certainly was a lot of holes that he was trying to fill there with, limited draft capital so it made sense for him to go, go that route so it's like okay we i want justin fields to succeed but i'm not gonna reach right so um you know i definitely see potentially that they, they could trade back um again it's a deep draft there's some talent in you know third fourth round maybe they want to load up a little bit there you know they could possibly stay in the second round too um you know for a team that's really hungry for one of those players and for that 39 uh 39th pick so um, but yeah, I'd love to see, you know, maybe a Dotson goes there or, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Combine, Christian, Wa- <laughs> Christian Watson. Uh, I've been kind of on the fence with Pickens and just the, the injury history, I feel like, uh, kind of just, you know, it's like, 
he's only played how many games? Like, uh, you know, playing them really well, but, you know, obviously you got to be playing uh, to succeed in the NFL. So, but maybe he's like the wide receiver Frank Gore in a way, you know, just tears it up uh, afterwards. So, um, but then, yeah, you know, maybe some uh, offensive linemen help. And then uh, I think a corner, um, I, I think if I were them, I would go, you know, wide receiver corner uh, first two picks and then, and then uh, offensive linemen, you know, I think I saw some people like the guard position you can get um, in the third round. So um, that's what I probably would do. But yeah, I think that's one. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt is my favorite player uh, that I've seen in terms of tape. Um, I even listened to his interviews. I, I love this guy. Like he, he, he's going to run. Yeah. I feel like he can run for president and then also take your head off, you know, on a screenplay too. So um, he, he would be my, like, you know, if, if the bears picked him, I would, I would be like, all right, I'm, this is a great draft. This is a great draft. Um, just a hard hitting, uh, cornerback, uh, which I love. So, you know, um, that's what I, lo- I would love to see from the bears, uh, moving forth and all that there, but yeah. Uh, who do you, who do you think, who do you want the bears to draft or who, who are you eye for the bears, uh, in their current draft? Yeah, I, I'm on the side of, I just want the draft to come to them. I want them to seriously just make the sensible pick and just go with the highest value at the position possible. Um, I know wide receiver, they definitely need a wide receiver. I mean, Darnell Mooney, Equinemia St. Brown, Byron Pringle, and David Moore, you know, it doesn't really sound like an NFL receiving core, but it almost feels like they set up, you know, a lot of, you know, one-year deals with everybody besides Mooney just so they can clear the deck and get to next year. Um, you know, I think it's critical for Fields's, um, you know, growth and, you know, to keep him off his back all year, um, you know, bring him into 23 healthy in a way. Um, right. But yeah, I, I just, I like what polls is doing. I just like how he goes about, you know, targeting players. You know, he, you know, obviously was disappointed at the Bates, you know, signing, getting, you know, matched by the bills. He, you know, had Okunjobi kind of, you know, Larry, you know, Okunjobi fell through just from injury um, after a physical or something like that. But it's just, he doesn't overreact. He doesn't, you know, try to make up for that with, you know, wild signing for a similar type player that he doesn't really like or know. It's like, he just takes it case by case and plays his cards, you know, really finely. And he's got the time to do it because, you know, we're still kind of in that rebuild phase and this is his first year. So, um, it seems like they're giving him that kind of leeway too, which is really nice, you know, just from a, you know, we'll get off your back. You know, I am sure the fan base is pretty rabid, you know, outside in Chicago and stuff just to see us get to the playoffs next year or something. But, you know, I'm just trying to be practical about this and say, you know, we need a lot to make this whole thing turn around. So, um, you know, just personally speaking, you know, hopefully we find a receiver in the right slot at the right time. We're not jumping up. Um, you know, pick a guy that really doesn't belong in, in a you know certain spot in our draft. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see us just build in the trenches, you know, get yeah. the offensive line help we need, you know, replace some of the guys we've just lost um, on the defensive side of the ball in the front seven. Um, would just love to see us beef up there for the future. Um, and, th- and that's pretty much it. I, I just want a very boring, practical approach because we've gone the, uh, you know, gone in 60 seconds approach uh, in yeah. the past few drafts and uh, didn't sit well with me after, you know, digesting the trades and, you know, seeing what we lost and seeing where we're currently at with those moves. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the more boring, the better for me on this front, but, uh, but we'll see. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good take. I, I think it's like, I think, I think polls, right. Is he's kind of like the polar opposite of pace. And I might've mentioned that before, but like pace would just reach, like you'd be like, Oh, you know, jump from three to two. Oh, I'm going to, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? San Francisco? I want Trubisky, you know? So like, whereas polls, it's a lot more calculated. It's like, does this make sense? Like, well, we got a bunch of slots that I mean to fill. So like, why would we, you know, overpay for Christian Kirk or or something like that. Right. Um, So I I do like the more calculated approach. I like how he's, he actually says what he means. He's like, yeah, I'm going to build through the draft. Okay. Then I know a lot of bears fans were like, Oh, why are we, why are we saying this person? I'm <laughs> saying that person's like, well, we're trying to build through the drafts, you know, we certainly got some holes and, and money and cap space. So like, you know, if we're going to do that, we're going to try to sign players that make sense for our future uh, to fill some holes. Um, and then, yeah, they have, you know, Roquan Smith, they're gonna have to re-sign him, Jalen Johnson, they're gonna have to re-sign him, um, you know, just because they've earned it and all. So, uh, you know, them, Montgomery, you know, we, we, we can always debate about whether running backs deserve money or not, but, you know, they got families to feed too. So, yeah, you know, there, so there's a lot of, you know, free agents that, you know, that, that, that could be, uh, that the Bears would probably want to sign and re-sign uh, going forward. So have to keep that in mind and then, yeah, have to position uh, the, the team for the long run, I think is that, it's kind of the hard pill to swallow for the bears, but you know, you look at any great team, the NFL, um, they draft really well. And then they fill out the rest of the holes with uh, free agent signings. So um, yeah, like, you know, I think there's been a lot of things with like uh, Justin Fields and his rookie contract, but you know, they don't have the draft capital to really take advantage of it to trade um, or to, you know, they, they don't have I think they, they have a lot of salary cap, but they don't necessarily have, uh, they have a lot of holes to fill with regards to that salary cap. So they got to be tactical there. So yeah, I think that polls is doing the right thing. It's not sexy. Uh, I hope it works out. I hope that his, his drafting is solid overall and, you know, doesn't take, uh, you know, kids from small schools that have a lot of upside, but, you know, never really pan out. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but I'm excited, you know, uh, NFL draft day is always a fun time. So, yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any other final thoughts or, or, or last takes for this episode or. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I think the NFL, right. Is a very copycat league. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we saw that a lot of teams were starting to reach, right. You know, maybe several past years or previous years with regards to the quarterback position. Um, now it sounds like maybe this, maybe it's just cause it's this draft, right. Um, where there's no clear cut, uh, franchise changing quarterback out there per se. Um, I think a lot of teams are trying to adapt with that, with those salary cap. Um, you know, we saw a lot of, uh, uh, we saw like Russell Wilson get traded. Uh, we saw like almost like any player basically just making demands and be like, Hey, I want to get out of here. And then teams are like, okay, <laughs> we'll do that. So, you know, yeah, so it definitely seems like the, the NFL is going to more, I guess, uh, you know, p- player empowerment and then the teams are willing to adapt. It's like, oh, you want Odebo Samuels, you want uh, $25 million or whatever. It's like, oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. Good for you. Good for you. Not here. Not here. <laughs> we can't do that. 
So I, I mean, Hey, you know, if the players are, are great and fine with that, that, so be it. I, I think that's great for them. Um, you know, and then, yeah, you know, I think with quarterbacks now, it's interesting to see like, yeah, we're, we're willing to trade some of our quarterbacks, uh, free up that, uh, that cap space that, you know, like the Russell Wilson, uh, contract would just eat up at you and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll build elsewhere, you know? So it's, it's pretty cool to see how teams are, are adjusting, but, you know, to pose the point, if you can draft well and you have enough draft capital, you can uh, do a lot for your team and, you know, take it, take it to the next level and create a dynasty more so. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. Uh, hopefully it pans out for the bears, not so much the lions, uh, but you know, uh, it, it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens, I think, uh, going forward. So, yeah, but you, you, do you have any, uh, uh, any, any other insights or anything that you want to share on your hand f- uh, for this episode? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to echo some of your sentiments on, a quarter, on the quarterback position in general, just like the value of them and looking at them in the first rounds. In recent years, just looking at like Zach Wilson, you know, Justin Fields, um, Jalen Hurts. It's like you kind of go down the line of guys that were, you know, top one, two round picks and there's how much stock they put into that position. And, you know, not to say that any of those three won't have magnificent careers. We don't know fully at this point, but, you know, there just is a lot to say about, you know, the gamble it is to go for a quarterback. And, you know, I think some people probably looked at those three and, you know, their size and stature and look at a Malik Willis and say, Oh boy, who are you going to be? Are you going to be the next Michael Vick or, you know, are, are you going to fall into a similar fate where, you know, you're a nice athletic quarterback, but in the same sense, we don't really know fully, you know, how well you're, you know, you're equipped to, to lead a team to, you know, pass for a you know good amount of yardage, um, you know, make the right decisions when you're, when you're cocking back and firing. It's like, these are all things that kind of have to come into play too, because I think, you know, the league is starting to adjust a little bit, um, even to a guy with, you know, the talent of a Lamar Jackson, it's, it's not his playground fully anymore. And he showed some vulnerability, you know, you know, throwing on target and, you know, throwing picks and, and, and not necessarily, you know, winning divisions or MVPs, like, you know, he had a, a couple of years back. So um, I'm just interested in general to see where these quarterbacks go for this year. Can teams actually sit back, just sit on their hands and say, no, 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 we're not going to trade two, three picks to move up, you know, a few slots to grab a quarterback, you know, could it, could a Kenny Pickett actually fall to 20, you know, this year, I just be, I would be surprised, but um, it, it's kind of feeling that way coming off the bat. So uh, yeah, in general, we'd love to see, you know, you know, where all these picks kind of shake out and, and I would just love to see like three or four blockbusters in the first round, you know, toss out an AJ Brown to, you know, the Packers or, you know, the, the chiefs mm-hmm. or something, hopefully it's the chiefs, not the Packers, but uh, yeah. you know, I just want to see some of these big name players, you know, moving into situations where they're, you know, playing for new playoff contenders or getting paid because, because they put their bodies and their lives on the line, when they go, you know, onto the field. And I, you know, some guys don't actually get their, their full money's worth like a Le'Veon Bell when he was kind of, you know, in his prime and had to kind of lose a year of, um, you know, his upside, you know, uh, playing hardball at that time, which was like mind blowing, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's starting to move into that era and, you know, in general, I I love to see movement, player movement. I want to see guys happy and, you know, teams reshuffling a little bit. So, you know, let's see what happens, but, but with the talent and kind of the, the position, um, you know, uh, you know, 
I guess scarcity or just kind of the the needs of these teams, I could see a lot of, of movement, you know, coming coming in the first round. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and to echo on the well, Le'Veon Bell, it's like running backs, man. Like, you know, we nobody, no, I'm not seeing any running backs in the first round. Like again, right? Like, it's so interesting how much that that position has changed and has just like been devalued, right? Um, you know, it's like it'll always be like you know first couple picks for your fantasy draft, but a couple of years from now, you don't you don't it's not the same people. Like they're they're irrelevant. Um, so you know, I, I do hope that maybe there's more uh, you know with regards to the pay and all that for running backs, just because of like yeah, it's usually a, you know once you hit thirty, you're basically dead, <laughs> unless yeah, you're, you're some sort of unique specimen like an Adrian Peterson, right? Um, but yeah, I do hope that there's like some sort of restructuring or something like that, just cause you know, running backs, their, their, their life in the NFL is very, very short. Their, their bodies get banged up, uh, and then they're out and yeah, like good luck now in that second contract, like teams are just not giving it to them anymore. So yeah, hopefully something happens. Uh, I think for that, we'll have to see maybe the NFL PA, like actually do something with regards to that, but, um, but yeah, no, like I can your points. It'll be interesting. I think what happens, uh, and, I really would love to see a blockbuster trade, uh, but yeah, hopefully, like not not in a good way for the Packers. So. <laughs> well, same here. Um, I think that's a wrap for this episode covering you know the NFL draft coming up on Thursday night. Uh, be sure to tune in. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to post that before you know this episode before the draft comes. So, if you have any you know mock trades or picks in the first round or just things you want to see overall, feel free to you know, drop us a comment wherever you're watching us. Um, you know, we love reviews. We love likes, subscriptions, really anything. Uh, we'll take it, but um, we'll be back pretty soon for the third part of this series where we'll actually just look back at what happened, you know, this Thursday and kind of analyze where our picks were and, you know, where we were right, where we were wrong. And then, you know, the teams that we thought, you know, won and lost the draft. So, um, you know, with Wayne Pua and Patrick Miller signing off for the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Take care, everyone.